Welcome to the official Ronnie Landis Podcast Show, where you learn to upgrade the human experience through natural nutrition, lifestyle design, and consciousness engineering. This is no ordinary health or personal growth podcast, and Ronnie Landis is definitely no ordinary host. Ronnie Landis is an integrative nutritionist, transformation coach, and human behavioral specialist. He brings on some of the world's leading thought leaders to deliver to you the most cutting-edge information and unique perspectives so you can create the life of your dreams. Get ready to receive your upgrade in all you believed was possible, starting now. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis Show, and I am your host, Ronnie Landis. Before we dive headfirst in today's groundbreaking and perspective-altering episode, I want to share a 60-second audio with you explaining my digital holistic nutrition certification program, the Holistic Health Mastery Program. This is a brand new recording, and I'm really excited to share it with you, so indulge me for 60 seconds and enjoy. Welcome to Holistic Health Mastery, the master's class of natural nutrition. This unique online certification program offers unparalleled wisdom on health, living foods, detoxification, longevity, and personal empowerment. Access a curriculum designed to offer far beyond the traditional teachings of nutrition, merging ancient wisdom with cutting-edge science, all delivered through an easy-to-use platform. Study each lesson at the comfort of your own home, on any device. Access over 70 video lessons and start from anywhere in the program. You are in control of the pace, where even a daily 20-30 to 30 minute investment is enough to complete the course within six months. Once you're ready, take the quiz and you're on your way to be certified as a holistic health master. In addition, you'll have access to extra features, such as monthly student support calls and an online community of students and masterminds actively discussing and sharing insights to support your education. It's time to invest in yourself and in future generations to come. Join the new leaders of natural nutrition and become a significant part of building a new paradigm in health and consciousness. So there you have it. That is the Holistic Health Mastery Program, and I'm so excited to continue to share this amazing opportunity with people all over the world. We have over 200 plus students from all over the world, and it's constantly growing. The feedback that I get on this is just really amazing, beyond my original expectations. So if you want to find out more information about this, you want to get in more details, you want to review the curriculum, or you're just ready to enroll right now, go to holistichealthmastery.com. And if you enter in the coupon code R-O-N-L-E-E, that's Ron Lee, you're going to get 10% off your enrollment fee, which can be pretty significant depending on which plan you choose for yourself. Again, that link is holistichealthmastery.com. Use the coupon code Ron Lee. Let's dive into today's show with my dear sister, Shona Keeley Jones. And today's episode is remarkable. I've been waiting for months to air this episode so all of you could really get some powerful downloads, some powerful insights from this amazing woman. Um, 
There is so, so much that I want to say about her, but we have a limited time in this intro, and you're going to get that experience from listening to this conversation. I had di- I did this conversation with her um, face-to-face in Kauai, and me and Shona over the last year have had an incredible history together. We've had incredible experiences together. We actually lived together for three months, uh, almost a year ago. Actually, yeah, about a year ago now. It's it's really amazing how time flies. And I've seen her evolution. I've seen her transformation. I've seen her progression from the woman that she was becoming to completely embodying this state of goddessness, if you will, a goddesspreneur, a goddess in the truest sense. Oh, that word gets gets kind of thrown around in the conscious collective circles, I find. But Shona is one of the few women that really takes on the challenges and the bumps in the road of life and actually integrates the lessons. It's not always smooth. It's sometimes messy. However, getting to witness her experience and her process and seeing how she's molded herself into the woman that she knew herself to be and going through the fire, if you will, like many of us do, it really shaped my perspective of the feminine archetype. And this conversation is largely about that. The work that she does, she, she, she distills it into a phrase called womb illumination, where she educates women specifically on the power of the womb and the feminine divinity, the feminine archetype. And at one point in this conversation, I, after listening to her about, I think it was about 12, 12 minutes in, I had brought up this idea that we have a feminine deficiency in the world. We have an overheating of the human body. You know, we call that inflammation. And a lot of that is largely due to the byproduct of an overt masculine fire that is pervading the world. We see that in the deforestation of the rainforest. We see that in the factory farming model of agriculture and the demineralization of the soil and and all the different things that often in my world I will point to the chemicalization of our food, the artificial, superficial, um, industrial uh, establishment, the way that buildings are being produced with chemical off-gassing that is really disturbing consciousness and it's disturbing the reproduction of the generations to follow. All of this essentially is a masculine, an overt masculine rush to essentially get somewhere without realizing that oftentimes in the getting of somewhere, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. We're not taking our time. We're not taking a breath. We're oftentimes not intentional. So we're acting out of an intention deficit disorder. And we don't realize that seven generations down, as the great Hopi and Native American prov- proverb says, if our actions are not in service of the propagation or the, the sustainability of seven generations down the line, it's time that we really reevaluate the way that we're living our life. And this overt rush to get somewhere, to get something, um, it, it's, it's a big problem in our world. And I love how Shona brings in the womb wisdom aspect because it's not just about the physical womb. It's an archetype. It's an energetic metaphor, if you will. And 
you know, it has to do with all of us. It has to do with how men are now stepping up to lead in a place of compassion, in a place of, of love and service. And at the same time, how we can support each other. Men and women can really support each other in the processes that we're going through. Shona speaks so brilliantly to this perspective, and especially for all the women out there that are going to be listening to this conversation. I believe that it's going to serve you in such a profound way, and that's one of the primary reasons that I had to get Shona on for this interview. This is episode number 60, and it was so perfect to have such an amazing woman um, in the work that she does, but also just someone that's so near and dear to my heart. She is truly like a sister to me, and during this interview... She was actually um, going through a pregnancy. I, I don't remember if it was on the edge of her first trimester or her second trimester, but she just gave birth to a beautiful, beautiful newborn boy who is, I guess, technically my nephew that I have not met yet, but I'm so looking forward to that. And so you're going to get so much out of this amazing conversation. I'm going to be listening to it over uh, to download some of those unique perspectives that often men don't get. And we all need to just kind of balance the circumference of the perspective that we're looking out into the world and how we interact with one another and the opposite sex. So without further ado... Enjoy this amazing conversation between me and my dear sister, Shona Keeley-Jones. Shona is a womb whisperer and Yoni Empress. She is present in this time of awakening to support all the women to dive into their divine expression and explore their inner power through their creative womb center the birthplace of all creation in the most pristine, untapped energy available to them as women. Welcome to the show. Mm, aloha, Ronnie. Thank you so much for having me. Super honored to be here. I've um, been listening to a lot of podcasts and they're being inspired by each one of them, so I'm really honored to be a part of this process mm. and this journey with you, brother. Absolutely. And I feel like it's a long time coming. We've had an interesting history together and I'm just really stoked to be here with you and to finally be able to share your passion, your experience and the work that you do with everyone listening to this. I, yeah, like I said, I think it's really time and the work that you do is so unique from everyone else that I've had on the show talking about health or nutrition or even having a lot of people come on to talk about masculine feminine dynamics and that's been really interesting for me but now I feel like we're taking it to another level uh with what you're going to share with us yeah it's it's such a multi-faceted arena and I think that like you know obviously has so many areas that you can dive into but really what's present in my heart and in my womb space and in like my creative process is speaking to the women of the world and their wombs and how to support the women at this time to really be in their center and, you know, not be in their mind and be in their heart space and in their womb and really knowing that's like what we need in this time. And if we can transition from that masculinity, that like fast paced city, like got to get this done, work fast and really slow down and like breathe and like sit back in that center is really, really what's needed in this time right now. And that's what's needed with our children coming forth and, all the women that are awakening and the brothers that need the support, I really feel it's like the most important thing in this time. And I'm just so honored to 
be sitting where I am and to be in this place where I feel comfortable sharing my story and her story and being a part of this beautiful awakening, the feminine, like awakening into all her glory and her essence. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever witnessed. Mm, that's beautiful. I, um, I can feel like the, the grace and the refinement in your expression and, uh, you know, I'll save the, I'll save all the details. Maybe some stuff will come up later in this conversation, but I just, I've seen you go from like such a transition and such a transformation of the highest order, you know, from one place in your life to where you're at now and you're getting ready to birth a beautiful child. Yeah. And on that note, I just wanted to give a big shout out to brother Ronnie Landis for all my womb tonics and all these amazing support that has really helped me prepare my womb space for you know, giving birth to my, my, my business and to my creative projects and to this beautiful being that's going to be birthed into this world in September. So I'm super honored. And yeah, it's been a huge process and having like the reflection of the nutrition and you know, the physical, tangible healing and the sisterhood and feeling the brotherhood present come into my life is really what supported me to step into that next part of this like journey where I know that now I'm here to share like my piece to this collective puzzle and really weaving in that womb medicine that is really 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 needed at this time I feel that there is this puzzle but there's also this tapestry that's like really needing to be like woven that only can be done by the women and I feel really called Mm. to be a part of that but also to just be present and learn in that and know that this is just the first step like I'm just in the first step it's like I'm I was in the maiden and I'm still in the maiden. I'm transitioning into the mother and it's like this is only the first transition and we have many in our life but this is the first big one, the first big portal and I'm just, yeah, I'm like amazed by the support by like my elders and by my brothers and sisters that's coming forth and I'm, yeah, there's a lot birthing, a lot coming through and I really feel called to dive into it and really sit with it too so I'm open to explore what we want to explore in this time together. Mm. Wonderful. That's a great, a great uh, preface for what we're going to get into. I guess the first, the best place to start is, you know, for everyone listening, there's a, I feel like there might be a certain terminology for people to understand from kind of where you're coming from and the language that you're sharing. So how did you come to your feminine center? These are terms I know that you use a lot and I think they're amazing. So, like, what does that mean, and, and what, what is – how did you come to that? That's a beautiful question, and, like, yeah, it's, it's, obvious, it's obvious that I have my own language of my own, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that not everyone understands, you know, the process of – that is unfolding, that is the life of Shona. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to just speak really, like, predominantly to this powerful cycle that we receive as a woman. We first come to a woman, and we receive our menstrual cycle – is is really is the first portal into the gateway of you know defining who a woman is and what we're here for in this time and really for me that was my portal and my gateway into my feminine center and by feminine center I mean like my power like my my queendom my throne and like the pelvic palace is what I like to call it so (laughs) it's like it's not just one it's not just the womb it's not just the yoni yoni is sacred word for vagina but it's the whole process of the honoring into the center. So it's it's the hips, it's like the pelvis, it is like the womb, it's the yoni, it's everything that like continues to circulate that energy center. 
And in a really physical, like tangible anatomy realm, it's like very connected to digestion, you know, your inner power, like, you know, being, being feeling safe in your body and feeling safe in yourself and in your and in your surroundings. So it's really, it is such a, like a huge journey and there's many ways to enter into that portal. But I will speak from my own experience and that direct portal for me was connecting and not only connecting, but honoring so deeply the ritual of my monthly cycle. And so I like to call it the moon cycle. And so it's linked with the grandmother moon. And we obviously, as women, we ebb and flow with the cycles of the moon. And I think this is like such a predominant, like powerful message to be sharing with the women who are either receiving their menstrual flow or they are like already on it, but don't feel empowered or in pain. So I had a really beautiful conversation with a sister today about how that pain is the direct portal into the knowing of the mysteries of the womb of the void. And she spoke about how so many women are in pain and, you know, multiple women like complain about period pain and like they're on the pill and, and taking all these like, you know, birth controls and all these different things to shy away from that really powerful message. And the message is in that pain and it's in that passage and it's in that sitting in the fire and sitting in that darkness each month and seeing what comes up in that space. So when I discovered that was the way into myself and into my center, it was one of the most empowering things I ever received. So no longer did I feel the pain or like the suffering. I felt this innate like intuition and understanding that I was part of this collective that I was part of something bigger than myself and that pain slowly each month started to like slowly soften as I like sat with the grace and the fluidity of the divine flow and that was actually the first the first like you know way I described this journey for myself was I went by divine flow and I have a super successful Facebook account by just sharing menstrual blood empowerment. And so that was my first, uh, like, you know, you know, thank goodness for America from Australia. And that wasn't really supported down under, but I just totally slipped into the conscious scene in um, California and was very held by my community and was able to express myself in any way. And, and I mean, like, anyway, like, monthly, like, blood ritual, face masks and, like, you know, blood offerings to to the earth and really just coming back into that wild woman. And this isn't me sitting here asking and saying that everyone should be doing that, but I think it's a really powerful, like, understanding to know that your monthly cycle is such a gift mm-hmm. and that when we honor that time and that sacred psychic space – we don't even realize how blessed we are. Like we are given this ability to receive some of the most divine messages. Like when a woman is on her cycle, her veil becomes so thin that she can like tap into other realms. And by other realms, I mean like, you know, the unseen realms, but also the innate realms of her body of like of the feminine collective of the suffering of the pain of anything that she's processing sitting in that time with this process and taking like even an hour a day on your cycle will enable you to fully like understand why you're here on this planet, why you're feeling what you're feeling and how you can support yourself and how you can support others. So I'm super grateful for that process. And like actually being pregnant, I really miss my monthly cycle. It's been the hardest thing to go without is my monthly cycle. 
and it's such a beautiful process it brings you closer to yourself to you know to the earth and just really allows you to understand that the wombs of the planet is a direct reflection of the waters of the world so as each woman is like i'm in pain i need i need like this you know pain control and i need to like you know i need support and it's the same thing with the waters of the earth right now like she's having a hard time because we're polluting her with prescription drugs and like birth control and like bad food and like when we understand that this is actually a reflection and it's in ourselves and we can change that this whole planet's going to start shifting and i've already seen it shift i've seen it shift in myself i've seen it shift in my sisters around me in the community this is that i've been part of and i've seen it shift like so massively in on the internet like the internet mm. is like a gift for us to really sink into this planetary womb hub and i'm super like excited because this is a tool that we've been given to connect and to remember our sacred sovereignty in ourselves and knowing that that's where it is and it's not outside ourselves and we can't save the planet outside of ourselves it's all within mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for that like my monthly cycle my moon cycle has been the most sacred rites of passage i've ever received and i feel like obviously birth is going to be the next mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's that's really what mm-hmm. i describe as the feminine center and is my way of shifting into that portal and my way of connecting to myself and in no way do i have it all figured out for sure i just <laughs> i definitely only been on this path for about you know seriously for like i would say for about 4 years um being around the bushes trying to figure it out for maybe like 7 um but seriously like to, like directly focus on this path and blood rituals monthly and like really like red tents monthly sisterhood circles like monthly it's been for like about 4 years now so it's not going to happen overnight but the any footstep in the right direction towards honoring yourself and your sovereignty is really what I'm all about supporting. Mm. You said a lot of really amazing things. Um <clears throat> I think what comes up for me mostly after hearing that is the necessity for rituals, mm-hmm. right? One of the things that I've I've kind of tapped back into about the domestication of our western civilization, mm-hmm. the overt masculine um in terms of we kind of have a deficiency of feminine energy or yin energy we're very fiery we're very like you said like we're in a rush like go 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 we often will blaze a fire over a rainforest to get something done so <laughs> right. to speak right to get Apparently. to somewhere but we don't really think like oh wait a minute we're actually um affecting life and we're mm-hmm. actually cutting ourselves we're shooting ourselves in the foot and so we need to back up and mm-hmm. realize that there's certain rites of passages that we you know as as a man speaking it's just as important as like you know for a boy going from like the our rite of passage is what like you're 18 now you can buy a pack of cigarettes you're 21 now right. you can go drink yeah. in the bars and totally. have unprotected sex possibly right. and you know all these kind of things and so i think from the the male and female perspective that's what comes up for me is like the beauty of what i'm hearing you say is that it's a inv- invitation to not only reconnect with the the beauty of being a woman in the female cycle and the cycle not being um necessarily uh i don't know i guess what i what i come what i hear from women um is that it can be a confusing time like mm-hmm. puberty coming into maturity having your first menstrual cycle 
Um, it's actually, what I'm hearing from you is actually a very beautiful thing to be honored. And our culture hasn't necessarily honored these these rites of passage. And so essentially we grow up kind of confused mm-hmm. of, you know, what it is to be a man or what it is to be a woman. Um, so with that, you know, I, I know one of the terms you love is womb illumination. And I'm curious, like, what does that mean to you? Yeah, before we dive into that, something really precious that I want to share that just came through is, Mm. like, that this ritual and this ceremony and, like, the support, you know, like, it obviously wasn't always this way. And I know we're aware of that because we live on, a lot of us live on the soil of the Native Americans right now or, you know, from where I'm from, it's the Aboriginals. And we all have a Native traditional background that somehow we are connected to by, you know, living on these lands. And the reason I'm going this route is because I want everyone to understand like that yearning that a lot of people feel and that confusion is because it's been taken away from us Mm. and that you know just to even feel how profound this is that you know I actually wasn't aware of how deep this this whole this whole unfolding was until I came to Burning Man and I came to America and I was on that land the Native American land which showed me visions and showed me different powerful insights of like the Native Americans and their traditions and how the warriors would have their ritual, you know, and the very, very far end away from the women. And not out of disrespect, but the warriors would have their rituals to prepare to protect the, you know, the tribe. Mm-hmm. And the women would all bleed at the same time because they're all in sync and we're all a community and we're all in flow. And they would be on the very opposite end, not because they're shunned or hidden, but because the women's bleeding is so powerful mm. that it could throw off the warriors. <laughs> so... I'm looping this all in together because there's one, there's the ritual, because it is always important for us to know that, you know, in this human body, like, we do have the masculine and feminine within, it's very woven within, but the physical, tangible body that we are carrying, it actually supports us to show us a lot of rituals and a lot of practices we should be doing. Mm. And not to divide in any way, but to also unite the individual process and the union, the beloved within. And with the blood rituals and with the Native Americans, they would have, you know, this thing called the Moon Lodge or the Red Tent or however you want to preface the journey. But they would sit there and there would be elders present and they would be taught multiple things to show them how to feel comfortable in this time. And they would show them songs that would, you know, know, ease their pain of their womb and they would bleed in the earth together and they would have, you know, prayer, song and story. And the same would happen with the masculine. They would have the storytelling, they would have the rituals, they would have the fire, they would have everything that is representing what they need to continue to drive and go on their, their journey. And I just find this so beautiful and so so precious and present in this time because that's like what I feel was missing and I feel a lot of people feel like emptiness and we feel it full of different things is because we don't actually have that ritual, that ceremony, those prayers and and even if you're not a religious person, like, we don't have that, like, systematic, like, process of being supported by our elders anymore. Like, they're just checked out. In mm. our in our society, they are still present <clears throat> around the world and holding space for us to come home to our, you know, to our roots. And another reason I wanted to share this just now, because it is so, like, seamlessly, like, uncontrollably, like, amazing that, like, what these things do for us, like how they support men and how they support women into being themselves. Mm. And if we had more of these journeys like present in this time and they are coming back and I've seen them so many times multiplying around the world, 
is that it creates stronger like bonds within ourselves, but within like our community, within our unions, within everything we're doing. And, you know, I'm sure there's some people on this call who are super like scientific and slightly analytical and like I support you in this whole journey and just to let you know, like if you're a woman and you're hearing this and you're like, what? It's like, don't take my, you know, my explanation for this. Like try this out. Like, you know, your menstrual blood, your moon blood is actually a very potent, powerful medicine and not for necessarily just you, but for like the plants, for animals, mm-hmm. like it supports the earth. <clears throat> and they have like a Native American prophecy that they say that when all the women are giving their like blood back to the earth in a sacred way in prayer, that all the men will come home from war. And I found that very interesting. So I was like, mm-hmm. what, that is, how does that work? Mm-hmm. But it's like the feminine aspect of this planet is obviously mother earth and this cosmic womb that we're a part of let's just reel it all in like we are on a planet and it is very feminine and she's very full of water and fluid and like juicy and overflowing Mm -hmm. and she is having a process right now she's Mm -hmm. in pain and there are many men at war Mm -hmm. and it is very important that we have bloodshed it's important but the bloodshed must be pure and Mm -hmm. it's from the women's wombs and it's from this place that we all come back to center. We all come back to healing. We all come back to that womb illumination status. So, you know, these those two words together are only together because I'm no longer focusing on any wounding. Like, I've decided that there is no time for anything in my life that isn't, like, my dream and that isn't a dream that I am holding in my space and my consciousness. So I'm not going to focus on the wounding. I'm focusing on the illumination of the wounds. So I believe that, you know, every single thing that's happened to me um, from traumatic sexual wounding to like, you know, cervical cancer to all an array of different things that's happened in my feminine center. I believe it was created to show me how to heal myself and how to heal the planet and how to heal others. And I mean, I can't heal others. I can only support people with my with my journey and I can hold space for them to do it for themselves. So teaming those two words together for me has been like, a rebirth in itself for me, like a, uh, like a whole journey of like, wow, like I've illuminated my womb to a degree where I'm in this place where I can support myself to birth a child. Mm. And I was told that I um, actually couldn't have children uh, at a stage in my life when I was abusing that center. And I mean, abusing that center by multiple different layers and meanings of understandings. But that's the womb illumination process for me is like this whole rebirth of what I feel women should be focusing on is how powerful their womb center is and how amazing every single thing is that's happened to this point that that place is so profound that it could handle that and that it was given to you so you could hold that power and there's no other power in the world like that that can go through life, death, and then a rebirth every month. So when we realize that we have this powerful center in ourselves and not just to birth children, this is the birth projects, communities, like healing centers, like whatever is near and dear to your heart. This place is to be illuminated by your offering so you can birth it into this world and you can support this place that we're living in and we're co-creating this new paradigm. So, and I just love the word illuminate, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it's such a powerful word. Illumination is just like very synced to, you know, illumination. So, you know, there's this illumination, there's this whole process to reach that place. 
And I'm not saying it's pretty <laughs> or it looks, you know, always iridescent and bright. It's very dark and it's a long road and it's winding, but the focus is the illumination. And that's the point where I feel has given me this understanding of sitting with the dark and then appreciating the light and then knowing that the darkness is still always going to be there. I just have to appreciate both. Mm. So the womb is dark. The illumination is the light. So we put them together and we have a whole a whole frequency, a whole field of understanding. Mm, you know what I love about this is that it's very obvious to me, not only because I obviously know you, so I have more background and I have more experience <laughs> with your work and where you're coming from, um, and you're sharing this extremely, like, very well communicated. Like, I think everyone here can really understand and get a, get a picture for what you're sharing, and Yay. especially women out there. <laughs> I, have to, I have to assume that most people listening to this are women, um, so there's some kind of like heart resonance that mm-hmm. only a woman's going to feel. But just from my, from where I'm coming from as a man, what's great for me is that I don't see any separation. I don't mm-hmm. see any division from a man or a woman or masculine feminine, which is maybe that's a, that's kind of a thing that's, that's leaving the consciousness where, where the, the scales have been tipped so far mm-hmm. where. Um, you know, the feminist movement, for example, I always, I tend to talk about that sometimes, um, where that was a necessary emergence, but then it kind of got out of control and then men started becoming more feminine, which was great, (laughs) but then it got imbalanced. Right. And then, so now what I'm seeing here with people like you is that there's this, this interconnectivity that's coming together. It's being woven together. Like for me as a man, I can see how my feminine qualities are coming to the fold, but it doesn't suppress my masculine qualities. It actually just refines the masculine. So my masculine fire doesn't get overburdened. It doesn't, the Mm -hmm. fire doesn't go out of control. It's like a, it's like a mastery. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I hear you sharing this, it actually just kind of taps something inside of me as a man. That's like more of a preservation, a protective sense, you know, um, so anyways, that, 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 that's just kind of what comes up for me, um, you know. Uh, I would love to speak to that, you know. Sure, like, you yeah. Know, the masculine and the feminine, mm-hmm. like, I actually get that, that a lot. Like, a lot of guys say to me, like, why do you directly focus on the women? And why, you know, why is this red tent only for women? And why is this just for women? Um, right, we as men yeah. don't really understand this. Right, it's a, it's, and the thing is, I see a lot of brothers coming forth right now, a couple of really beautiful brothers in Bali, and just a lot of powerful people, and also like yourself, that's holding more space for the masculine to understand this, and you guys have your own rites and your rituals that we can't be a part of, but just to really dive into and unravel that aspect is, when you have a woman fully embodied in her power and her feminine center, like you don't just have a woman anymore. You have a queen. You have like mm. a, she's returned to her throne. She's she's built her own queendom. So you know, I'm not saying I've always been in this place. I totally haven't, and I, I definitely come back and forth. But this preface around having the understanding of a woman being powerful in no way would ever diminish ever any man because it will only lift you up and it'll only support you to have you know, a stronger, a more powerful, like a softer, a more surrendered feminine Mm -hmm. present in this collective field. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more women we have like that, you know, the less men are going to be affected. Because if you look at, like, say if, for example, if I have a boy, and I believe this is a boy coming through my womb, Mm -hmm. if I haven't taken care of certain aspects that I believe in the masculine, like the reflection of that, the projection, 
I'm obviously going to be a wounded feminine and I'm going to project that onto my baby and he's going to be a wounded masculine. So when we unravel this like wound after wound, we illuminate it with this understanding of that we are in this together. Mm-hmm. And I really love to always use the womb to tomb. We're in this together because we literally are like from womb to our tomb. Mm. We're all in this mm. and we're all from a womb. We're all going to die one day. And like, we are all in this, this shift together. And if you think about the feminine collective, and even if you think about, you know, if, you, if you're a man listening to this call, if you think about your mother, she has a whole lineage of, um, of pain, essentially, of wounding within her womb. And when she is not in a place to purify that, and she can pass it on. So this is important. This is a really important thing for all women to be present to this and for all the men to support the women to be present to this because it's only going to purify and really, like, lift up this paradigm shift for all of us and what I mean by that too is when you have an empowered woman you have you have everything you have you have you have it all you have all the facets of the woman you have you know it's important to understand that she is going to have those multi-dimensional layers and it's really important to lift that up and support that and you know if you can't handle her and her like her rage and her anger and Hmm. her whole wounding you don't deserve her and her glory and her grace and her illumination and I truly believe that, that, and it's the same for a woman. If we can't handle the man in that space, you know, that little wounded child, we really have to look at ourselves. And I think it's important to know that these reflections are all within ourselves. And when we feel like we're missing something, it's because we're really, really missing something in ourselves. And we're not fully understanding that aspect of ourselves. Mm. So mm. that's a, yeah, that's a powerful one for me. I feel that a lot in my body with the masculine presence and that I've really had to, work with my masculine presence and really had to support him to soften because, you know, you don't always have to be strong as a man. There is a time when you really, you should trust yourself to be held and, and to unravel and to surrender and, and not to everybody. But I mean, like there's a time and place for that, that as each woman goes through this initiation and can hold the deeper unconditional love and space for anybody, especially the masculine. Um, I have a teacher of mine and I, Sophia, She's a very profound woman. Um, you should check her out if you haven't heard of her, NiaSophia.com. She's amazing. She's doing a project right now that's taking the war out of the men. So she's focusing on mm. a way to support the men to mm. soften. Mm-hmm. And so just so you know, all the men out there, we're doing this work for you too. It's it's a collective. We're doing it for, for you and for the sons that are to be birthed into this planetary mm system and like it's it's for everybody and it's really a way of knowing that we're doing this all together and we're just so grateful the brothers that are holding space to allow us to do this deep work Mm, yeah it's very clear that um you know again just to just to um put that out there i mean you've already said it but i'm just going to relay it one more time is that um you know your work is obviously going to be focused on the feminine that would make sense um but again it's not it's not to separate because the work and I've come to understand through my own experience and my own learning as Mm -hmm. a man to grow more into my feminine, to listen to the women in my life more and what they're sharing with me and what they're reflecting back to me and how that, you know, might trigger me at times, but then to sit with that, not to be reactive that for me as a man to, to open up to that grace, Mm -hmm. um, to know that that doesn't mean just because I'm triggered, that doesn't mean something's wrong with me. And that doesn't mean something's wrong with her. It means that (laughs) this is coming to the surface because there is a fundamental wounding 
that has occurred. And I know for me in the life that I've lived, I've had many wounds, but they've but they've been suppressed or put to the side because I simply didn't have guidance. And, you know, and many of us feel this way. Right. So um, as all of us are coming into this awakening and we're experiencing like a spiritual sobriety, um, these are the things I find that come to the surface. And I think it's so beautiful because, you know, back to that word triggering, I, you know, we've had an experience with that, not necessarily just you and me, but being witness <laughs> to each other's experiences and relationships and things like that. Um, we get way back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's interesting, um, because I didn't use the word trigger as much until, until, you know, we had encountered each other and it came up more for me and I created mm. more awareness around right. it to realize like, Oh, that's what that is. Every right. time I get reactive, every time I get upset or, or, um, threatened, there's a physical sensation close to my heart typically. Mm. And there's like, a, it feels like a suffocation where mm. like, if I react too soon in that space, I don't create a container it's almost as if I can't speak intelligently, like I'm just forcing things out of my mouth and that usually creates an emotional charge, which doesn't create a solution. It creates more of a more of something that has to be worked out and a lot more I'm sorry's and a lot more Ho'oponopono. And, and so I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm bringing this up just to create like a blanket of awareness, because this is one thing that a lot of us are experiencing more, whether we're men or women, and we're experiencing these the surfacing of the you know things that we have stuffed down. Mm. Um, and that's why I, I you know I focus a lot of my work on detoxification because if you release the physical obstructions, that gives a passage for the emotional. Really, to me, that's what it's about. It's about totally. you as a soul incarnate that is coming to the surface of your own divinity. Um, yeah. So anyways, with that said, what 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 would you like to share just on that note, you know, for people that are feeling like stressful, they're feeling like they're having a hard time with their awakening? There is so many like facets to that. And I feel like we've already covered a few of them. And I, I feel like the ritual aspect is really a key component. Like I've definitely taken many, many lessons from my dear brother Ronnie here and he supported me to you know, not react and not be triggered. And like, he's been a very powerful like brother for me in my life. And I've been in my emotional states of like crisis and, you know, and things are breaking away because things are happening really fast right now. We're awakening at like extreme pace and it's like almost sometimes really demanding. And we're over here on Kauai, both of us, and we both came here at the same time. And it's been like, so with that, I would just, you know, the ritual aspect, like in making those daily rituals, even like five, 10 minutes, like you don't have time to jump on a mat or do yoga or anything, mm. like make a ritual that's like present to your heart space. And I mean, I, I love the five minute journal. I've been journaling five minutes a day, or I, I love doing, you know, a prayer with Kopal and like, just, you know, or like, you know, Oracle cards, anything that like feels resonant in your heart space and that is nourishing your soul and like calming your place to a more feminine, graceful, useful space because whether we like it or not, like we all have the feminine aspects in ourselves and she can be rageful. And it's coming up to yeah. the surface whether you like <laughs> yeah, it or not. Yeah, totally. And she's, right? she's rageful. It's like there's Kalima, there's like Mary, there's all, there's everybody, you know, there's a multifaceted dimension of the feminine. And, and I have to even say like, you know, even last night I was in a very different space and I had to really calm myself and sit mm. still and, you know, the stillness and the, the ritual and the ceremony and, yeah, I think just dropping into the breath more than anything, it's like 
there's anything that I've like learnt so far in this journey is really like womb breathing. If you're a woman, breathe into your womb, like mm. come back to your feminine center and like know that this is your portal, this is your throne, this is your center, and it's not in the mind. And as a woman, breathing back into that space and really like sitting in that space as long as I need to, to come back into a place of clarity. And, you know, if you don't have that time for yourself, like make that time. Like that's why this, you know, the menstrual blood and the monthly rituals are so key because like you are given, you know, I don't know how long, you know, on average, everyone, a woman bleeds from four to six days. There's an average there, but you are given this time to literally look at what's not working in your life. You're mm. given this, like this little window every month to like, it's a permission. It's a, it's literally a, like a, get out of jail free card. Like you have permission to take care of yourself and tend to your womb space. Um, the ritual is key and there's many tools you can use. You know, I, I think that we get overwhelmed and it is an over very overwhelming world. And I think we need to understand that tampons, anything there is, you know, coming through the system right now, like the birth control, the pill, any of these things that seem overwhelming, that's because they are making it harder for you. If you mean you, like the, the yeah, toxicity? Toxicity. Like, the, you know, if, if you... I mean, I'm going to speak to this because it's really, Please really, do. really, I, we, really yes. like, like a, this is a huge passion of mine is, you know, birth control, like being on the pill, we are told by many physicians and doctors and all of the above, even naturopaths sometimes that this will balance your hormones. This will only take you back into a further state of disconnection to your body mm-hmm. and to the feminine flow of the cycles of the moon and the planet that it'll just throw you off. It'll take some, it takes some women years to recover from this. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I want to just throw that out there. Like I just finished working with a, with a sister of mine and she hadn't bled for 16 years Ooh. and she has done everything she can to, you know, she's even taken pills to try and bleed. So I'm telling oh. you right now that like, if you want to come back to that center in that space, it's, it's a lot of the work that I obviously am offering, like, you know, the connection to the womb with the menstrual blood cycles you know, I highly recommend using a menstrual cup. There's a lot on the market. I've developed one called the Love Cup. And the intention behind that being there is a huge one on the market. It's called the Diva Cup, which I think is interesting because it's saying that we're a diva when we're having our menstrual cycle. And yes, this can be true. <laughs> but I really want to support us to empowering ourselves with, um, you know, the word, the wizardry, the, the prayers, the words that we use. So placing a cup inside you that's of love and that's been through a ceremony here on the island of Kauai and blessed with a Lemurian crystal and has full activations in it is supporting you to love your cycle and supporting you to love yourself deeper. And by taking this time to know that the more that you know yourself, the less you will require from anybody else. Mm. So the, the deeper you can go within to yourself, into the center, you won't find pain there anymore. You have to just find out what that pain is sit with that pain and it will, I promise, will slowly leave you in time once it's taught you its lesson. And we take pain control, we're covering up the message, Mm -hmm. um, the blessing and the gift, take birth control, we're completely, you know, covering it all up again and we're we're like, we're men controlling our whole cycle. Mm -hmm. And just to be really clear, like a man developed... Yeah, I was about to. I was about to. I was about yeah. to actually point that out. I, like I remember. Men. 
Like yesterday, yeah. I was doing a webinar. I just have to say this. I was doing a webinar with uh, this woman, Andrea Cox. She's oh, really, she yeah, you know, she has a really, really popular raw food YouTube mm-hmm. channel and all that. And we're getting into this, right? Can't help but go there. And I was pointing out, like, about both those things that they found out that 97% of tapons are contaminated with Monsanto's glyphosate. Yeah. Roundup Ready uh, insecticide. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because it's all made from inorganic cotton. And then yep. birth control pills, that's its own thing. But basically, um, it disrupts the hormones and creates estrogen dominance almost more severely than even plastic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big deal. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, and if you, if you feel into even just this large number, like, the statistics say that on average, a woman will bleed for seven years straight. So over your whole life, you will bleed for seven years straight. And I'm sorry to break it to you. That's just how it's going to roll. <laughs> so you're going to have to like find a way to accept that journey and like love that and appreciate that journey. And to make things really easier on you, just know that, you know, there are ways to do this. And instead of spending like $240 a year on tampons and pads that are chemically ridden and have like microfibers that can stay in your yoni and cause like all sorts of problems mm. like cervical cancer, you can have cysts on your ovaries and all these things have happened to me and I've known firsthand that these microfibers that are being left inside you are like man-made products in one. A man invented right. the tampons. Right. It wasn't a woman. That's an issue already. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the first the first menstrual cup ever created was in 1934, invented by a woman. Now, it didn't stick because we were like, I don't want to touch my blood. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, I'm not mm. connecting with myself. So mm. that's the big thing we need to get over is that we need to connect with ourselves and we need to know more about ourselves to support ourselves and to support this whole planet. And I don't know any, I don't know about anybody on this call, but I don't want to spend $3,300 of my lifetime on tampons and menstrual products. Like there's taxes in Australia. It's gone up. I think 15% on menstrual products, like they're taxing it like ridiculously. They put it up in different countries and it's getting to a point where it's actually hurting mother earth, the landfills. Like there's like 20 tons alone in the UK last year, just from menstrual products, which is disgusting that we could be recycling. And when you're using a menstrual cup and like the love cups that I carry here at women illumination, they last for five to 10 years based on how you take care of them. So it's as simple as that. Like you're saving money, you're saving the planet, and you're connecting with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it only really makes sense to these little things that we're doing. Like it's it's and the birth control thing. That's easy, sisters. Like track your menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. Like track your cycle when are you ovulating. Like don't make love when you're ovulating. Don't let a man mm-hmm. ejaculate inside mm-hmm. unless you mm-hmm. want to have his babies. Like these things are totally simple. Like and so that takes it back to you knowing know, your partner before you let him go exactly, inside. Exactly, you. you know. And like, then, and also these, you know, this, this that's a such a huge, huge right. journey. This one, but just simply, if you're having a problem with birth control, there is like grapeseed extract, yeah. papaya seeds, mm-hmm. neem oil. Like you know, know what you're putting inside yourself and know who's inside your womb and. Treat that space as a sacred and holy vessel because it can birth life. And, you know, that's where we came from and we will return. I think that if I was told this when I was younger, I just, I would have felt super grateful if I was told these things and these key components that I have worked out by myself on a very long, winding road. I can tell you everything not to do with your menstrual blood for sure. (laughs) And I can tell you everything not to do in this this pathway. And I think that the trial and error is like, perfect but you know there are a lot of women that are paving the way and there are a lot of ways to help you and support yourself Mm -hmm. 
So on that note, you you are currently, as this podcast is being released, you're currently in the middle of a nine-month webinar, right, where you bring on some of the most illuminated women doing the similar work and empowerment work um, in the world. Let's talk about that. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, brother. Yeah, it's it's such a, wow, this is a really, really, really powerful like process that we're in right now. It's it's a nine-month womb illumination webinar where we're expanding ourselves to diving into the depth of our womb space and with the full support of the specialists around the world. And I mean by specialists, I mean like women that know what they're know what's up, but they're writing mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. They're like either they're traveling around the world doing transmissions and teachings and have some really profound women speaking and like adding to this collective womb hub. And I want to just speak briefly on why, how important it is, why I did the nine months and why I believe we need that kind of journey is obviously it takes nine months to you know grow, grow life in your womb. But I think at this time and what we're going through and even just this short podcast, like there is a lot of information in this and it can be totally overwhelming if you're new to this and you haven't heard some of these, you know, these points, <laughs> um, it's very overwhelming. So the vision and the powerful journey that we're on is really to just give you that time to breathe into each lesson and sit with it and integrate. So we're only doing two two talks a month. There is um, We have one womb transmission on the new moon every month and one womb transmission on the full moon. So that's giving you time to really process, really to sit with the information, to even you know listen to it twice, a couple of times, whatever feels called to you, and really to reflect and really like unravel and like allow that information to feed you and your soul and what you really need in your womb space to heal. And I feel that this journey has become so deep and so expansive that it's, it's taken a whole new light of its own. And it's been one of the most profound things to be birthing while I'm birthing. (laughs) So, you know, we're all consistently rebirthing, but you know, I, um, this whole process and project came together as I, I hit my nine-month mark on Kauai. So I feel like I hit a really pivotal point of rebirthing myself. And I sat with the land and, you know, I, I was pregnant and I'm pregnant at the time now. And that was the moment I was really 100% sure that I was, you know, here on this earth to be a mother at this time. And 100% here on this earth to create a womb illumination hub so all the women can find a way back to their feminine center and back to their self. So yeah, I'd love to check it out. Come join us. It's a really powerful journey. And we are really excited to be sharing so many different aspects of the womb, not just my story and not just my take on it, but like 18 different women's journeys on how they return to themselves. Mm. And where can um, people find... Yeah, so it's www.wombillumination.com, and we... That's uh, your website, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, so let's jump on there. That's, everything's on there. We have we have all the bios and everything on there for all the women who've spoke so far and, you know, all the women coming up. And so, like I said, it's every new moon and full moon of each month, and we're also going to be doing a recap at the end. So if you miss, you know, some juicy, you know, womb transmission unfoldings that look like it really was something for you, we're going to be doing a recap at the end. So make sure you sign up and, like, get amongst that. We're going to have a lot of magic that we're unfolding at the end. 
and just, yeah, really allowing us all to jump on whenever we feel called to connect into that place. And we have like an array of different sexual, um, sexual tantric tahinis. We have like some really powerful women that speak on the Mary Magdalene codes. We have some really, really amazing women that have started different goddess ashrams and temples all over the world. We've got, you know, writers, speakers, like poets. It's, it's, it's actually mind-blowing who's coming to the table for this process and who's really offering their skills up to this beautiful rebirth process. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. I've seen you come so far. It's like I'm so happy to see all mm. this be birthed into into fruition and everything that you're doing and will be doing. It's, it's you know, sky's the limit, as they say. Um, so, wow, what an incredible conversation. Um, what is, what is something you'd like to leave everyone listening? You know, Mm. like a little insight or something that you'd like to cap off with. Mm. Wow. What's really present in my womb and, and my heart space right now is just trusting and like surrendering, surrendering to the unfolding of like this infinite reservoir that is within us and you know and anyone who's pregnant anyone who you know is wanting to have a baby or anything that's coming up pregnancy wise like like this is the most powerful journey I've ever taken in my life because it's allowing me to come back to a place where I'm rebirthing myself and having life growing inside me is allowing me to co-create and to birth everything into existence and I'm so honored to be a vessel for life and it's really such a gift in this time. You know, we are at such a pivotal point and I just, I support anybody just to connect deeper into their womb space and, you know, feel what wants to come through from there and understand that we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Just one breath at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one womb breath at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. me. Thank you, Ronnie. I love you so much, brother. Mm. Super honored to be a part of this. And yeah, I just want to give a shout out to you. I've seen you come a really long way too. You know, you've been on this island with me and we've been going through such powerful transformations and mm. I just feel really honored to be a part of this and it's amazing to see what you're co- what you're co-creating with this multiple different like people and that's really needed and I've I've jumped onto a lot of your podcasts and received so much from so many of the different ones that you've shared and I really like from things I didn't even know that I want to know about. <laughs> I've jumped on and been like, oh, wow. Right. And it's helped me in some way of my personal story. So mm. I love how you're be- being able to take these very interesting topics and interesting people who are awakening in this time and weave it into a way to support, you know, the feminine and the masculine collective. So mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for everything you're doing. Mm. Thank you. I received that mm. and I love you too. Mm, I love you. Mm. Yay. And for all of you listening, as always, a huge thank you for taking the time to create a space and to receive this message. And I often say that if you've stayed on long enough, you clearly enjoyed what you've heard, right? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Um, And definitely check out Shona's work. I mean, I imagine most of you, especially women out there that have been tuning in uh, this long, have probably already checked out her website. But again, that's Womb Illumination, Womb Illumination dot com um yeah this is i'm just really so happy and honored to be able to facilitate this conversation and and for all of you you know again i often will say at the end of these interviews whatever resonates with you is the seed to plant Mm. that's the thing for you in this moment and then listen to it again 
listen to it again. If it really, if it really um, inspires you and sparks some kind of inspiration within you, then abide by that. Listen to that. Create a space for more insights to come. And the more you tune in, the more insights will come. And then take action. You know, like Shona said, create rituals. Rituals help ground you. They help anchor you um, into what is real for you. And you know, it that's that's really the deal. Mm-hmm. I would love to just share one more thing that there is a lot of free tools on the website right now. So we have a lot of free tools from all the speakers. If you in any way want support on this, please go to the website with womenillumination.com. We do have a bunch of free tools and we have a women illumination boutique on there with different aspects to support you. So if that's what you need support with, it's all on the website too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Brother. There you go. Boom. That's, that's it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And until next time. Aloha.